This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's C. Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM. The fan here in beautiful Hales Corners, Wisconsin. Uh, also with our guy, Bart Winkler, filling in for Nathan Marzion. You can follow him. Uh, at Bart Winkler show. And of course he does his uh, weekday show. Uh, is it just Monday through Friday, Bart? Is that what it is? Right? Oh God. I'm struggling to come up with content Monday through Friday. Yeah. That's what I thought. So just, I ain't doing the weekends. If that's right, so Monday asking. through Friday. You can also follow him at Winks thinks uh, as well. Uh, and we got lots of different things we're going to get into uh, across the NBA. We are live streaming this. Uh, if you are watching us live streaming it here, uh, on Wednesday afternoon at one o'clock, you can catch it on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. We're live streaming there. Uh, if you want to go check out Green and Growing Podcast there, otherwise it's uh, at Sparky Radio at twelve fifty a.m. The Fan on Twitter as well. And if Bart retweets us, uh, you'll see. It I did. I did well. already. Oh, thank you, Bart. Very nice of you. Uh, so that's what's going on. All right. So first, since you have not been on this podcast, uh, I want to get your thoughts on the final three coaches under consideration for the Bucks' head coaching job, and which of the three would you want to see get the job, Bart Winkler? Okay, are we certain that it's the final three? Well, the Suns, this was but funny. Because the report from, who was it, Woj? Yeah. He, he gave three names, and then he said they're a part of – I'm not I'm not 100% sure that the names he gave, who was it, Atkinson, Nurse, and Griffin? Right. I'm not 100% sure it's going to be one of those guys. Well, it's funny because Woj had a similar report about Phoenix. And then there was another report that followed that a little bit later in the night with more coaches added on to guys. Like Lee from the Bucks was involved uh, in that second report for the Suns head coaching job uh, and so forth. So Woj had like three or four guys for the Suns yesterday. And then like an hour or so later, another report came out and said, yeah, those names are right. But there's also these other names that are also involved for the Suns. But as of right now, nobody has contradicted or said that there are more guys than what we're just reporting. So for the time being, since that's all we have, we'll go with those three. Well, then I guess I want. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to know what these guys are going to do when they come in. I'm sort of anti-nurse. I don't want, but maybe this is what they need. I don't want it to be like we had Mike Budenholzer and I don't want it to just be like a different shade of Mike Budenholzer where you adjust a little bit on the right. scale and it's like, oh, no, it's Bud, but he does this or it's this kind of guy, but but this is different. If they're going to fire a coach, I wanted, I wanted them to go a different direction with the coach, but maybe that's not what they entirely need. It's very interesting watching the Heat do what they're doing after the Bucks fired a coach for losing to the Heat. 
Because now you're like, well, how far off were we? Was this just a, a storm that we, you know, couldn't navigate? I still think that I, I, th- I still think that moving on from Bud was the right call. I think there's a lot of deficiencies that he has brought. And I mean, he won a championship, so credit. But there's been situations where with adjustments and, you know, the regular season, I don't know if it even matters anymore. They didn't so. do anything to stop Jimmy Butler, Bart. He didn't do no, nothing. Him. He didn't put Giannis on him when he had to put put Giannis on him. Giannis ran no. over so with a I'm, plus in a post game press conference after the last game. I mean, I'm good with that. I like, I'm fine with them firing him. The problem is just, I don't know that like all these coaches that got fired, Monty Williams got fired, Doc got fired. When Jason Kidd got fired, I, I was saying the burning house thing. Yep. And that was the house is on fire because it's so bad with Kidd that get out of the house. Then you find a new house, but all of these coaches are getting fired. And then the teams are looking around and there's like no better house for sale. It's just like, it's just going to be coach swap all over the place. And so for that reason, I almost, I would, all right, let me, let me just think of if I get the news, how would I react? Bart, the bucks have hired Nick nurse. Ah, man. All right. Bart, the bucks have hired Kenny Atkinson. Okay. The Bucks have hired Adrian Griffin. Yeah, all right. So I guess on that scale, I go Griffin, Atkinson, Nurse. I just don't want Nurse, dude. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really leaning one way heavier than the other. I understand there's a lot of Nurse, Nick Nurse love out there, guys like Nick Nurse. Uh, I have my questions as far as how he would get along with the rest of these guys on this roster. Um, you know, day to day, year to year, kind of going forward. His half court offense sucked last year. Uh, and that is something that uh, people were critical of Bud of uh, as well. Now, to his point, when he actually had a superstar, he won a championship with Kawhi Leonard. He hadn't had one since, right? He's had good players. Fred Van Vliet's a good player. Uh, Pascal Siakam, good player. But not superstar-type player take it over and design plays and let that guy go to work. Uh, you do have that in Giannis, even though he's not exactly the same as Kawhi Leonard, obviously, at the end of the day. Kenny Atkinson, I loved him with the Nets. Got shafted because of Kyrie and Durant. No surprise there. Uh, and then a brief stop with the Clippers. Uh, and then obviously in Golden State. I'm okay with Kenny Atkinson, even though he's a former Bud assistant. Uh, you know, he's been a head coach multiple times between college, uh, or I should say in the pros, I should say one time with uh, the Nets. I'm okay with it. You know, the one criticism I've seen is, well, would he be able to handle the pressure of, you know, expectations being a championship or bust. Would you be able to deal with all of that? Because with the Nets, there were no expectations. He essentially had a rebuilding team that nobody thought could do anything, and he really developed those guys fairly well. You don't have to develop anybody here. They're all veteran guys. They're all old guys. So you don't have to do that. Uh, and then Griffin, I, I just, I'm not in on Griffin. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. When he was here, he was nice guy, all that. Like, I got nothing bad to say about him. I just, that wouldn't do anything for me whatsoever. Maybe he'll end up being a great coach. That doesn't, but that doesn't do anything for me at the end of the day. I'm disappointed they didn't go after Chris Quinn. That, that was, of the guys they talked to or reportedly talked to, that would have been the guy I would have been interested in bringing him from the Miami Heat, learning under Spolstra, uh, not being that old a dude, can relate to players still fairly well at this point, uh, and bringing over some of what that Heat team has, I think would be, would have been a positive. I want to Cassell. They didn't even interview Cassell or talk to Cassell, so that's out. Maybe Cassell ends up with a Philly job. Who knows? But, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. But I, it feels like talking to you, none of these names really do anything for you. You're not going to be jumping for joy on any of them. 
Well, I don't know if there's that guy out there is the problem. Well, for I know any, one guy that I'm going to be. These teams. I do not want Doc Rivers under any circumstance. Well, no. I don't want Doc either, and I don't want no. Monty. And yes, if, if we're just going to all swap coaches, like that's the problem with there's like the the pressure that you have now to win a championship. I think we're seeing every team that did not win the title is undergoing massive changes, except for the Knicks and maybe the Kings. I think all these other teams that got bounced, either coaches are getting fired or a star is going to get traded or, you know, I don't know what you call Jordan Poole, but he could get traded. Yep. Like there will be, if you don't win the, yes, it's hard to win a championship and only one team does it at a 30, but you have to do it. I mean, these guys that all got fired, you know, Doc won a hundred years ago and he still gets credit for that. But Monty was just in the finals. Uh, Frank Vogels lost his job after being in the finals, Nick Nurse and Bud. It's like, would Steve Kerr still be the coach of the Warriors if they didn't, if they won two championships and none since? I don't know. It's like the only way to guarantee that you're going to be a coach is to keep winning titles or be Spolster or Popovich. So that right. it's, it's just such like you're either going to, to your point about dealing with the pressure, you're either going to have zero pressure or all the pressure. There's no like, there's no in between anymore. There's just not. Well, Spolster is getting people fired. That's what's happening. Because NBA owners are looking at Eric Spolster's team and what they're doing and going, what the hell? I've got superstars on my team, and I can't get as far as him. He doesn't have a guy. He's got a really good star-type player in Jimmy Butler, yes. His second-best player is out hurt in, in Hero. Oladipo, another vet, he's out hurt. And look at how far they're getting with that guy. And my guy, I got all this money invested in this roster, and I can't even get past this dude. Like, what are we doing? I, I, we're moving on. I'm going to find somebody else. I think Spolstra, in a weird way, is kind of part of the reason why guys are getting fired right now. Because they're watching what Spolstra is doing again. He was just in the finals in the bubble with this kind of same roster. And he's doing it again without any true superstar. Yeah, so again, I don't know like how they're going to lock down a guy. I think that it just doesn't seem like for any of these teams, there's the obvious candidate. Like, is there a Nick Nurse race? I, well, I don't the know. Suns, the Suns are in on Nurse. That's that's been reported to this point. The, the Suns are the other team. Philadelphia, I haven't heard on Philly one way or the other. There's a lot of speculation that if they're keeping Harden, they're going to go get Dan Tony uh, to be the head coach in Philly. I don't think they're keeping Harden. Dan Tony hasn't had a hundred jobs already. Uh, but if they keep Harden, Dan Tony makes sense. If Harden, if they think Harden's walking back to Houston to go play for the Rockets again, uh, then who knows? Then I have no idea. I think Bud would make sense in Philly. Uh, the problem is Bud hasn't been mentioned for any of these jobs. None like Phoenix. His name didn't come up for the Phoenix job. Doc's name's in that Phoenix conversation. Nick nurse, Kenny Atkinson, all the guys, Bud's not mentioned in any of them. I wonder if Bud has just said, I'm going to take a year off and fish and relax and I'll come back in a year. I mean, they haven't reported. That's what Bud is doing, but I am genuinely surprised that Bud has not been in play for any of these jobs yet. eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let me ask you this, Steve. Had the Bucks not fired Bud yet, if they were like going to fire him today, if that was the plan, like give it some time, then we'll fire him. Right. Would they still fire him after seeing what the Heat have done? Yeah. You still think so? Giannis. I, if I'm upsetting Giannis by saying this, I don't really care. He got him fired. That, that post-game press conference got that dude fired. There is so, no but, but then why doesn't Giannis why doesn't he say that to Bud earlier? I, well, Why doesn't he take over and just do it? I agree. I've said the same thing on this podcast. I'm sick of the, well, I just do what coach says. And if coach tells me not to guard Jimmy Butler, then I'm not going to guard Jimmy Butler. win the other night because Marcus Smart started taking over as the coach. Yes. So why can't Giannis do that? I don't, I don't understand to. how Giannis is all-time great competitor, but then all you have to do is put a guy on the sideline and say, that's the coach. And he's like, oh, oh okay, I'll listen to it. Go be Giannis, man. Yep. I, don't, I don't get that. No, I, I totally agree with you. And it's it's very, very frustrating at the end of the day. Now, uh, let's move on to topic number two. This here is a tweet from Magic Johnson. And I, I got to tell you something here. Mm. Magic Johnson always has something, right? Tell me if you agree with this statement. Talking about Jokic uh, in Denver. The Joker is changing the game of basketball right before our very eyes. Much like Michael, me, Michael Jordan, Larry, Larry Bird, LeBron, Steph, Kobe, Kareem, and Shaq. Do you think the Joker is changing the game like the guys he mentioned in that tweet? And let me first say that I don't believe Kobe changed a damn thing. So I don't agree with that. I don't believe Larry Bird changed a damn thing. So I don't agree with that. Michael, fine. LeBron, okay. Steph certainly did. Uh, Shaq dominated, I guess. Kareem, to a degree. But does he belong in those conversations with those guys? Is he that guy? The oh God changing the game of basketball is how he phrased it. I he's not saying he belongs to... on a Mount Rushmore with any of these guys. He's saying he's changing the game. Like, I mean, what's he doing to change the game? I, that's what I'm. I don't. I don't see it. I don't get it. One thing I wish that I could change about myself is the amount of things that shouldn't bother me that break me um and sports like i don't like the heat but jason tatum i don't want the celtics to win when jason tatum hits a three every announcer from the end of time pretends like it's a seven point shot like right it's just a three big deal yep Jokic, the narrative around him is like if you didn't think that he should have you win the unanimous mvp this year you are a jerk 
I don't know. There's a weird there's there's too many people that have too much to prove trying to make Jokic. I don't think he's changed the game. He's very good at the game. Yes. He is a big man that has excellent passing skills that can shoot. We've seen that, haven't we? Okay, so let's say this. I mean, we're getting we one of those number one game, overall pick. What right. the guy that guy's gonna be oh, 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 oh. He used to be fat. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. He was, yeah. But but let's see, look at it this way. He says, Magic Johnson says, change the game. If I took those guys that we mentioned, I could envision or remember kids out in the in their driveway, right? Kobe taking a shot, right? And acting like Steph Curry or hanging out there their tongue. And acting, like on Michael, this planet. and acting like they're Michael Jordan and with their tongue hanging out or whatever, right? I can kind of picture all of that. Are people in their out, outside in their yard? Joker! And no. This from behind their head? That's the only shot? way. The only way you're saying Joker is if you like put up a bad shot and it goes in, you'll be like, <laughs> I yoked to that one, didn't I? <laughs> no one, No one's trying to be him. I don't think so either. And I know we're sound like we're being mean, but I'm just being honest. Like, I just don't think kids are watching this and going, I want to be like that dude. Like, I don't think that's a thing. I I, I really don't for whatever the reason. I, I just, I don't know, man. And I think hot take. He's getting a little too much credit for that series. Well, Jamal Murray's been amazing. Yeah. And then Caldwell Pope won them game three. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Jokic. He's going to be finals MVP. More than likely, they face Miami. Miami's Jokic not going to team. Jokic, I mean, who's who's better? Who's in the conversation with Jokic for best player? Giannis and who? Anyone? LeBron? Steph? Well, Joel Embiid. He just won MVP. I'm glad he won MVP. I don't really care. One way or the other. It doesn't really matter to me. And good job by the Joker to, to deflect that and say, People are being mean about Embiid winning MVP. He deserved it. He played really well. Whatever. And I heard, who was it? Frank Isola, I think it was, said, and, you know, he's a big Lazary guy. Um, so he was saying that he would have voted for Giannis had Giannis played more games. And that truly, at the end of the day, he gave it to Embiid just because he played more games than the other guys and was more available for his team throughout the course of the year. And for him... How can I vote for a guy for MVP and play 60, 62 games or whatever it was that, that Giannis played throughout the year? That's that's why Isola said that he didn't he didn't vote for him at the end of the day. And I wonder if that's why other people voted for Embiid as well. Everybody wants to get into advanced stats and metrics and numbers and everything else. But at the end of the day, it just might have been it was more available and more healthy than the rest of them. Shout out to Frank Isola, by the way. Uh, you know, he's been covering the league for a long time. New York guy, NBA, T- NBA radio in the morning, with, all uh, like all over on a yeah. national scale. He helped me out once when I, uh, at a Bucks Knicks game, I didn't get sound or my, my microphone was screwed up. Sure. And I'm like, can I get this from you? And he's like, he looked at me like, I got to deal with this again. <laughs> yes. What's your email? Sure. And he got it. But he you. gave it to me. Nice. All right. Good. Didn't see that story coming. All right. Good. No, I, I said something nice about someone. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's why you're on Green and Growing. We bring out the positivity in Bart Winkler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we both agree that the Joker is not changing anything. Okay. Next one. This is George Carl, former Milwaukee Bucks head coach. I want to see what you think about this. 
George Carl, this was last night. Let's cut out the ring culture BS. Only 11% of NBA players and 10% of NBA coaches ever won a championship. Guys like Ewing, Barkley, Stockton, Grant, AI, Vince, Mello, Nash, and Elgin Baylor never did. All of them, plus many more, are still winners and should be recognized as that, says George Carl on social media. Now, Rami Makhlouf, who's now, of course, out in Sacramento doing sports talk radio, has always been anti-ring uh, uh, and doesn't think it really matters at the end of the day when you're comparing players one way or the other as far as that should be held against quarterbacks that don't want a championship and so forth. We've had that argument a million times. Bart Winkler, I don't know if I know your take on this. Do you agree or disagree with George Carl? I don't know if I know my take either. You know, I'm doing a... Because like Barkley, Barkley's on TV and Shaq all the time just pokes fun at the fact he doesn't have a ring. He may need to win a championship. Get out of here. I mean, he always brings it up. So I think if you have a ring, it means a lot more. And then the guys that don't have a ring tend to always lean towards the side of, man, it shouldn't mean that much, man. I had a Hall of Fame career. I'm in the Hall of Fame. And you all keep bringing up I didn't win a championship. It shouldn't matter. So I think it depends who it is. If it's a guy that has a ring, it means everything. If a guy doesn't have a ring, then he tries to spin it and tell you it doesn't mean anything. But I think the NBA right now is telling you that it does mean something. I mean, just what we talked about with all these coaches getting fired, if they're not making – it means something. I, I was I wonder, like, what would Kevin Durant's career like be like if he joined the NBA in 1979? Sure. He would be on one team – for 15 years and then if he didn't have a ring and there was free agency he might go like oh, i'll play here for a little bit but now he's defined by it like his whole he he says he doesn't care about legacy yet every move he's ever made has been in response to rang's culture for sure the winning i i i don't know when you belittle ring culture you're belittling winning a championship which is the whole point of doing this. Like, I, I wonder, so the NBA is going to do this in-season tournament. And they're going to have a champion in that. And what's it going to matter to anybody? Like, especially to a fan. It's not going to matter to me. But then I think, well, what does it matter if we win the title? Like, we win the title, that's cool, but why? It doesn't, like, I'm glad they were the, why does it, why does it, like, really matter to me? I don't. I it's happy. I am happy because I choose to be happy because I, I think that's something that I want. I look at Steph Curry who looks so bummed and insanely upset when they miss the playoffs. He already has four rings and he's still driven all the money, all the whatevers. He's still driven to win. I think that belittling, belittling ring culture. How did you do that one? Just disappeared right off the screen. That is wild stuff right there. <laughs> Belittling ring culture is, yeah, it's a loser excuse. I don't know. I, I There's still some people that have very good careers. Like, yeah, Dan Marino, Charles Barkley, whatever you say, all these guys. That You can have a great career without winning a championship. But in every one of those years, the Dan Marino's goal wasn't, I want to throw for 5,000 yards. It was, I want to win a championship. I don't know. I think, yeah. Let I think more so it's people that belittle ring culture. 
I also I don't like that phrase. It's not it's not ring color. It's just they want to win a what is so wrong with trying to want to win a championship? Nothing. But let me ask you this. So Brett Favre has one ring. Aaron Rodgers has one ring. He was to one Super Bowl. Favre was to two. Bart won numerous. If Jordan Love comes in, I know this is a Bucks podcast, but for this argument, I'm gonna use Packers. If Jordan Love comes in and wins two two rings, they win two Super Bowls, but doesn't throw for as many yards as either one of them. Doesn't throw for as many touchdowns as either one of them, but ends up with two Super Bowl rings, two championships. Are Packer fans going to say, yeah, statistically, he's not as good, but damn, he won two Super Bowls. I'd rather have him over the other two. Well, it depends. Like, I'd rather have Rodgers over Eli Manning, but Eli's got two. You know? It depends. It depends, like how much of a contributor he was towards that. I still think one of the worst arguments in sports is saying that LeBron's finals record, what is it? It's four and six or something. I don't know what it is. Four and like it's Jordan's is six and oh. Did not lose Jordan, Joe Montana. Never lost in the Super Bowl. Brady has. But you're not you're so if you're gonna argue that, you're not arguing like Basically, the NBA does not, and NBA fans do not count Jordan in the 80s because he never got to a finals. No. And every year he failed, it's not held against him. For right. LeBron, he takes absolute garbage teams there. To Cleveland, the first Cleveland team to the finals. And then he goes up against one of the greatest teams ever, mm-hmm. and he doesn't win every time, and it's held against him? Yep. I don't know. I think there's... There's a big difference between losing in the finals and not getting there. The other thing is, is the era we live in. You didn't have sports talk on TV when Jordan was playing in the 80s to be criticized and talked about and so forth. And he didn't have a microscope under him 24-7 like all these players do now, whether it be on social media or wherever else. How does he not get criticized more for how bad of an owner he is? Who? Jordan. Oh, yeah, nobody talks about it. If LeBron James took over the Charlotte Hornets and for 10 years they were as bad as Jordan's, no one would – everyone would destroy him constantly. But Jordan – Jordan gets this immaculate pass because because nobody could watch TV in the 90s except (laughs) for Jordan games. But remember, Jordan – has talked about it before. He never talked politics. He never talked about anything outside of his game. Because as he put it, it doesn't matter what political party you're in. You buy, you buy basketball shoes. I'm not saying nothing. And stayed out of the fray and didn't get in the middle of it. LeBron does not care. He's going to give you a take on something if you ask him a question because he's a human being and he's got I mean, opinions. LeBron and he's is a give massive opinion. dork, though. What? LeBron... He's trying to argue against trademarking Taco Tuesday. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, Three fine. years ago, he tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. Yes, but my point is Jordan never really offered an opinion on anything outside of the NBA. Of I don't know that that matters to this. Well, when you start talking about Jordan getting a free pass, there's really no hostilities built up by anybody on Michael because Michael's never said or done anything to piss anybody off. But he, Rogers, his career also went the way of a movie. He had all the struggles – in the first two acts. And then all he did was win championships, except for when he came back in 95 and he never went to the playoffs with the wizards, but all it, still pretty good with the wizards. But what history knows is struggle, 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 beat the bad guy. Right. You know what I was saying the other day on my show when we got heated about this 
and it was kind of like being a jerk. But also, when did Jordan start winning? When Larry Bird's back gave out and when Magic Johnson had to retire from HIV. And Scottie Pippen showed up. Yeah, and the Pistons crumbled. When all the obstacles were gone. I mean, you think about it, he had Doug Collins. And Doug Collins, all these years later, you know him as the guy that can get you to a certain spot but can't get you over the hump. And Phil Jackson was the guy that came in and finished. Phil Jackson with the Lakers came in and finished that deal where Dell Harris was. So he became the finisher. And that's why when you start talking about these NBA head coaches that are out there right now, is Monty Williams like Doug Collins? Is he a guy that can get you to point B and can't get you over the hump? Thibodeau is. That's who I think Tom Thibodeau is with the Knicks. He's a guy that can get you, make you a playoff team, make you good, but he can't figure out how to finish with his teams. And there are a lot more of those guys than there are guys that are finishers. The Detroit Pistons thought Rick Carlisle was a that guy. So they fired him and hired Larry Brown, won a championship. Turns out, Rick Carlisle was not that guy. Carlisle went to Dallas and won a championship. But that's what Detroit thought they had in Carlisle. So they moved to a guy that they knew could win. And now, when you start talking about I you know, can't all turn, this, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? It's a phone. It's my computer phone. You have a computer phone? Well, they're connected. It's iMac. Oh, I'm glad I don't have it. But that That's all right. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. So either way, my point out of all this is coaches are very important to superstars and how well they play one way or the other. And we talk about Spolster and so Look at George Carl. There's another one. George Carl, damn good teams in Seattle. Couldn't get over the hump. Had good team in Milwaukee. Couldn't get over the hump. Denver, good team, couldn't get over the hump. The guy that's talking about cutting out ring culture, and I, I'm a huge George Carl guy. The guy that's cutting out, cutting out, or cutting out ring culture is the same guy that couldn't get his teams over the hump and win an NBA championship at the end of the day. Yeah, it'd be like if I was to hear and tell you that I don't think ratings matter. Yes, well, of course they matter. I mean, to some people, other people don't even subscribe to ratings, so it doesn't really matter to them. All right, uh, got one more here, and this came from your show. The bar yeah, company. this annoyed me. This came from Tom, I believe, on Twitter. If starting the NBA from scratch, he asked, would you take Eric Spolstra, you know, in the first round over some of these NBA all-stars from this year? I changed the question a little bit. If starting the NBA from scratch, do you draft a head coach or a general manager in the first round of this redraft of the entire league? So in this made-up scenario that we have, you are simply drafting anybody you want. Can be a GM, can be a coach, president of basketball operations if you want. Want to draft Brad Stevens in the first round? Have at it. You want to Pat Riley in the first round? Uh, players, all of that comes into play. Webb and Yama is eligible. Okay, we'll we'll put all these guys in the draft this year. They can be eligible, uh, and so forth. And don't forget, Green and Growing Podcast available on your Odyssey app and wherever you download your favorite a podcast at. So make sure to tell your friends. Normally Nathan Marziano and myself. He is off uh, today. He'll be back next week. Uh, okay, Bart Winkler. So curious, do a head coach or a GM make it into your first round uh, in the NBA? So we're talking, you know, 30 picks in the first round. Are there 30 players better than the best coach or GM? Or how do you value those guys versus a player at the end of the day? Yeah, uh, Tom was responding. Paul Emig had asked the question. And it was aimed at Spolstra because he wanted to know right. where you would draft Spolstra. Yep. And Paul took he, – he said he'd like only take 12 or 15 players ahead of Spolstra. And I said, I will go 11 rounds of players before I even think about drafting a coach. How, want, what did you say? I will go 
I will take 11, 12, 13 players. Before? Before I even think about a coach. Oh, no, 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 no. Where I thought I thought we were going to agree on this, but apparently not. Oh, Spolstra, he's getting way too much credit. No, I don't think he is. I think this is a I, Jimmy Butler run. This is not an Eric Spolstra run. Yes. Because if Eric Spolster wasn't the coach, this, this basketball team wouldn't be where they are right now. Eric Spolster is the best coach in the NBA, period. I don't think it's but I would still take player. I, w- I would take players over coach. Sure. I think you take superstars over coach. Agreed, right? So LeBron, even All though right, let me old, do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middleton or coach? Middleton. Drew or coach? Drew. Brooke? Because of who he is, Brooke. Bobby? No. Coach. So now you're taking coaches. Yeah, Brooke Lopez is just different. Most of the centers in the NBA, I would take coaches. But who are even the good coaches? Who's a good coach? Well, there's only going to be a few that you're going to take really high uh, at this point. Malone, I think, is one of those guys. I think Spencer is one. I can't stand that guy. I love him. Uh, Malone is one of those guys. Spolstra is one of those guys. Kerr, we don't know. I think Kerr is, but until Kerr gets out of there and has to do it again somewhere else, I, I don't know. That was the nice thing about Phil is he did it with Chicago, and then you're like, well, was it all oh, Michael? And then he went to LA, and they're like, whoa, it's all Shaq and Kobe, and he doesn't get any credit, whatever. To, to be able to be a psychologist the way he had to be in order to get both of those teams to play at a high level so they didn't kill each other, look at Boston. They had to have a team meeting. Jalen Brown said they had a team meeting after game three to kind of clear the air and galvanize themselves together. I've never in my life heard of a team having to have a team meeting in a playoff scenario. Like, never. And then it's a a playoff scenario, which you're going to the finals if you win. You have to have a team meeting to clear the air? Like, how bad was the chemistry in that locker room? How badly screwed up was everything that you have to have a call a team meeting? That's where I think the good coaches are king. Pat Riley was king because he was a master motivator. He understood how to make it work. Bill Parcells was as good as Bill Parcells was because he was a master motivator. He knew how to get certain guys going by doing different things, right? That's to me, is almost as important, if not more important, than the whole X's and O's thing when it comes to being a coach. And you're right. There aren't a lot of those guys probably in the NBA what would happen anymore. Is, what would happen is if this happened, there might be three coaches taken in the first round. Spolster might go, Kerr might go, Pop might go. Yeah. And then uh, I think Paul also brought up, like, it'd be like tight end in fantasy you would take Gronk in the first round because you had to, but then another tight end doesn't go till round 10. Yeah. I could, so oh, you for either sure. choose to get one of the coaches right away. Otherwise you're just going to stack up on, and I would be a guy that's st- stacked up on players. I would love to sit down with the general manager and have him write down on a sheet of paper in order who he thinks the best coaches are. And then one through 30, 
then take uh, another pen or marker, the different color, and have him draw tears on the paper of how it all breaks up. So here's tier one. It's these two guys or three guys or one guy, whatever it may be. And then here's tier two, the next six guys. And then here's tier three. And then here's everybody else after that. They're all relatively the same. I'd love to get an NBA personnel perspective, um, player perspective, as far as how good they think the coaches are. Because if you don't know this, I'm here to tell you. Every scout, every general manager, everybody involved in player personnel is as critical of a coach and more critical of a coach than you as a fan are of your favorite team. It's a fact. All of them. They all talk to each other. They all complain and gripe about their coach. Why isn't he doing this? He's not using this guy right. We got him for this reason. He's not using him here. Why did he They all think they can do it better than the coach. All of them. They all have that mentality in their brain that they know better than the head coach who the owner or GM put in place in order to do this. And then sometimes the GM himself gets mad at the coach and loses and pulls out his hair because he doesn't think the coach is doing it the right way. So if there's going to be anybody that's going to be critical of really giving you a fair assessment of how these coaches should line up in the NBA. Again, I think you could pull any scout, any GM in the NBA anonymously, don't say what their name is, and let them go through, rank them, and then draw the tiers. I'd love to see where Doc Rivers is. Would love to see. Is he in the upper class? Is he in the middle? How good do they think he is? Boonholzer, where is he? Great regular season coach. Maybe not a great playoff coach, even though he's got a championship. You know, Doc Rivers, another one. Great. Great regular season coach. Playoff coach, horrible. Like In this last series, they didn't lose because of him necessarily. They lost because James Harden and Embiid stunk at the end, and Harden shrunk again when it counted at the end of the day. It's just how often do you see these playoff runs and you're like, at the end of this, we're not going to be like, oh, my God, the bu- the buttons that Michael Malone pushed. No, maybe saying, not. Oh, Jokic is changing the game. But I just – I get the sense – Maybe I'm wrong. I just get the sense that these dudes would like run through a wall for this dude. That's kind of the sense I get. And he's at that. He's got that old school personality uh, that he's going to stick up for his guys. He, you've seen him go at the media uh, about stat padding and that dumb Kendrick Perkins comment that he had. He's still not letting that go. He brought that up again in the last like, post game presser. He got. He's got to stop doing that. He is. Oh, I love it. Because no, all it's doing Denver is Denver is handling this worse than we did in Milwaukee. No, 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 no. The, the, Malone's doing it the right way. Malone is oh, saying, God. bring it all here. I'll take all your, I'll bring it, bring it all to me. I don't want y'all talking to Joker about this crap or Jamal Murray, whatever else. You just come at me, make me the bad guy and let my players focus. That's what he's doing. Now, George Carl was kind of like that, but George would also create the drama between the players and himself and make it a big soap opera because for whatever reason, that's the world George liked to live in. Well, Denver shouldn't have sports teams because of the altitude. I just want to get that back out there. What? Why? They're too high. They're too high. It's unfair. Why is it unfair? It's Some players will die if they play in that altitude. It's Nobody's going to die. Stop it. Don't stop. Too You're high. crazy. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Denver no. shouldn't have sports. No. All right, one last topic. I lied. I had one more. Carmelo Anthony retired. How will he be remembered, Bart Winkler? Well, he doesn't have a ring. Nope. Got a college ring. College championship with Syracuse. See, Melo was one of those guys that I always loved. I don't know that Melo ever hit his ceiling, though, right? Was there more that could have happened with him? I think that's a guy that you think should have won a championship. 
uh, at some point. I, I don't know. I always viewed Carmelo as a selfish basketball player. That's how I always. Well, sometimes it. it's not. Again, the, this is my Draymond Green thing: is that Draymond Green in 900 timelines is a middle of the road NBA player and plays for 10 years, and you know maybe he's good, maybe he's not. He got drafted at the perfect time in the perfect system to have the absolute maximum career that he could. I was and on I the game in San Francisco. I was on the game in San Francisco. So last Friday, I think it was last Friday, and they asked me about Draymond, and I said. I don't think he's still in the league if he had been drafted by a, a handful of other teams. If he's in Detroit, he's gone. He's not in the league anymore. There's no chance. He yeah, got he's drafted in, in China. The, playing. He got maybe, but he got drafted in a perfect situation for him. That role that they asked him to do, he could do and do it to perfection. He would have been just a forgotten dude uh, that came out of Michigan State had he gone about uh, any other team in the NBA at that point. It was a perfect situation. Not everybody. Like, for instance, Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Niners and it's not Alex Smith, no chance he has a Hall of Fame career. No chance. No chance. You're like an idiot. Zero chance. Right. Coming from Tedford. There's no chance, man. It's a Hall of Famer. Zero. They Alex Smith went through a different offensive coordinator every year for like the first four years. There's no way any quarterback is going to be successful in that in that whole scenario. None. So it Mello was always so good, it. though. Like, maybe he had too much... He was he was so good on those Olympic teams. Anytime he was on an Olympic yeah. team, he was like, but then he didn't have to be the guy. But he never had a Durant situation where he had stars around him. He was no, never was surrounded like the best player with, he ever played with. Uh, who was the best player he ever played with? I don't know. Those George Carl Nuggets teams were pretty good. I have to go back and look see who's on those teams. But he yeah, never I don't, had, I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question I asked. He he never had a Wade and a Bosch. He never got that luxury. He never had a Kyrie. He never really ever during the prime of his career ever had that other stud to play with them. LeBron went and recruited guys and made teams get them star players to play with. Melo really never, never got to that. He never had Shaq, right? I mean, Wade had Shaq, even though Shaq was at the very end, he still had Shaq and, and won a ring without LeBron uh, early on in Wade's career. Carmelo really never had those guys that were in their prime around him. Now, whether that be bad luck, whether that be guys didn't want to play with him, no idea, but he never was given that luxury to see if he could win it. Check this out. I just looked this up. So this is uh, the guys that he won the most games with in his career. The guy that he won the most games with while a teammate was 309 wins with J.R. Smith. 235 wins with Nene. Nene Hilario. 224 with Kenyon Martin. That was probably the best player he played with. 202 with Marcus Camby. And uh, 168 with Linus Kleza. Sure. I, I he played think- with Westbrook for a little bit. Porzingis, he was with Lillard when he was there. Yeah, but he was old by the time he got to Portland and played with Lillard. He played with Steve Novak when he wasn't trying to get books banned from libraries. That was in New York, right? Yeah. He played with Dwight, but these, these are just for a little bit. Right. No, Anthony so probably Davis. the best player he played with was probably Kenyon Martin. That was like probably the best guy he yeah, played with. Consistently. Yeah. And then compare that to LeBron or Curry, what they've played with. Like, I'm One sorry. Game with Thanasis. Yeah, he never, ever 
had those guys. I mean, I think you could argue Giannis has had a better surrounding cast than what Carmelo Anthony did when he was playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, again, go, going back to that ring culture thing, he'll never be in the conversation with those other guys like Wade and LeBron and Kobe and, and all those guys. He'll never be in that conversation. But he was a damn good basketball player. He was. No question about it. Bart Winkler, thanks a lot for coming on Green and Growing, my friend. Uh, what's the latest uh, Bart Winkler show about that people can go and download today? Well, we are doing a live Brewers post game on this fine Wednesday. I'm talking to you. Good luck. Um, who do I have in the uh, can? Oh, I've got uh, – I'm going to be chatting with Jeff Levering at some point very, very, very nice. soon. Nice. Good job. And then there will be another episode out soon where we talk about the Packers Mount Rushmore. Again, for the millionth time in Wisconsin but sports we'll talk radio history. No, because this – okay, give me a minute here. Because Mark Murphy's had a great career, and this draft is huge. And I'm like, are we in Mount Rushmore category? We're not. But then we were talking about who should be on the Mount Rushmore, and then we've, like, pulled it. Curly Lambeau is the number one guy on the Mount Rushmore, if not number two. But I can't find anyone to agree with me. No, I don't know. He was a coach for 30 years. He saved the team. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's fascinating. Mark Murphy. Well, I went with Lambeau, Lombardi, Star, and Favre. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm in start. Bucks, we got in a we got in a headache with the Bucks, so I went Giannis in a road jersey, Giannis in a home jersey, Kareem in a road jersey, Kareem in a road jersey. I think Star <laughs> and Lombardi absolutely are on the Mount Rushmore for the mm-hmm. Packers, and then after that, you can have your conversation. I hear the Lambo thing; like that makes sense. I don't. I don't think he'd be there for me, but that that would obviously make sense. All right, it's Bart Wickler's show, CBS Sports Radio, always filling in. On CBS Sports Radio, do we know when you're filling in next that people can hear on 1250 AM The Fan? Uh, pretty consistently Sundays, 1 to 5. So you will maybe not hear then. that on The Fan. We have BetQL Radio. Uh, Memorial Day, I'm in for Geld. Oh, Monday. Oh, all right, good. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, I'll give it a listen. That's where I am. I'm I'm back, in, I'm back on the no one else wants to do it shift. That's okay. Take that money. I'll take it. He is Bart Winkler. Follow him at Bart Winkler's show or at Wings Thinks. And of course, I'm Steve Sparky Fiverr, normally with Nathan Mars down. He'll be back next week. Don't forget, download this on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast at. It was a pleasure, as always, hanging out with uh, Bart Winkler. Have a good rest of your day. Toodles. Toodles.